I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, I guess I won't be the only one wearing a camouflage face mask tomorrow for turkey hunting. There'll be a lot of face masks. They're becoming uh, the vogue and the trend lately. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I got a text in this morning uh, at 870, 870. We take text messages. I'd like to send us one. This one says, good morning, Don. It's Perry from Galliano. Although we are in trouble times, be a great time to do maintenance on our fishing gear. Everyone stay safe. Yeah, people have a little more time on their hands. And one of the things that people have time for now that they may not do in their busy cycle is read books. And I have found an excellent one. And joining me to talk about Louisiana pastimes is the author, Terry Jones. Terry is a, I believe, retired Louisiana history professor at the University of Louisiana at Monroe. He's also had credits in Louisiana Sportsman and many other publications. Terry, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Don. Glad to be here. I'll tell you what, Terry, your book, I am enjoying this book more than I have any book in a long, long time. I love it. And, you know, it's just one of the things that I really like about it, and I think the, the, the younger generation will really appreciate it, is it's a collection of short stories. So it's the kind of book that you don't have to sit down and read cover to cover. You can go back to it, uh, even if you just have a few minutes on a break or something, and, and, and get a story in. Tell me what your, your intention and your mission and goal was when you set out to write this book. Well, several years ago, uh, I began writing a monthly column for a number of Louisiana publications, and the, the column's called Pastimes. And I've always uh, been passionate about hunting and fishing and Louisiana history. So uh, the column is, is kind of a combination of that. It's um, things like uh, what did the French and Spanish explorers see when they first came to Louisiana and Indian hunting methods and uh, Basically, I thought that it would be a nice book, so I pulled together the first 50 articles from the uh, column and published from this book with uh, the History Press. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that in the book that, that I found very fascinating was is a lot of it has some educational material in there. Uh, I found out things about President Grover Cleveland and some of the other presidents I had no idea about. And also one of the most impressive stories, I think, was about Last Island. I don't think people realize what a what a development that was down there. You know, it was well-developed, and it was a very popular place. And uh, it also points out what life was like before we had all these meteorologists and systems that tracked these storms with such pinpoint accuracy now. Uh, yeah, the, the Last Island hurricane back in the uh, 1850s was kind of their version of our Katrina um, it wiped out this resort area um, in the, the, on a Gulf Barrier Island, killed 
hundreds of people uh, wiped out Abbeville, um, killed a number of Louisiana politicians, and unfortunately, it's just one of many natural disasters that Louisiana suffered over the years. You know, you've also got some that that kind of border on the uh, the the, the uh, mystique and the you know the mysterious though, with the some of the the characters and and animals that found, and also some of the phenomenon about raining fish and and birds <laughs> dropping out of the sky and all of those type of things. It really covers all the facets of uh, of a little bit of humor and of course some history and some education and and some very just much enjoyment that brings a lot of these things back to us. You know, no good book is, is, is good without a lot of good photographs. And i got to tell you, you got some good ones in there, uh, particularly the one with uh, the guy with the punt gun. You know, it looks like one of these Facebook pictures that you see that's been doctored where this huge gun, is, this guy's leaning up against it. Where did you search and, and, and get a lot of you, both story material and those photographs? Uh, most of the photographs I actually took myself, but uh, the one you're talking about, the punt gun, um, I found on the Internet. And you're right, it's interesting. Uh, back in the early 1900s, uh, commercial duck hunting was a, a big thing in Louisiana. And they used these huge guns, um, almost like a cannon, that you laid all across the, the bow of the boat and just fired into a whole flock of, of ducks or geese. And uh, that's one of the reasons why Louisiana finally began to pass uh, hunting laws was uh, so much of the wildlife was being wiped out by commercial hunters using these things like punt guns. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And, you know, some of the early methods that the uh, Indians used and the discussion of Poverty Point and it's a very good book in history. It's got the, you know, the about the pelican seal. I didn't know that about the pelican. <laughs> uh, the only fatal alligator attack ever recorded in Louisiana. Uh, that did we, did we not have elk in Louisiana? Uh, the wild men of Louisiana, sea serpents in the Gulf. I could go on and on. And also one that will pique the interest is a shortage of women. I found that fascinating, but it all makes sense. Terry, congratulations on a great book. If somebody wants to order one of these, because... You know, now is the time for book reading, if there ever was one. Tell them how to get a copy. Uh, they can order it from uh, Amazon or go to the History Press and uh, just order it straight from the publisher. And if they would like to get a signed copy, like mine. Uh, to get an autographed copy? Yeah. Uh, they can send $25 to uh, Terry Jones, Post Office Box, one five eight one, West Monroe, Louisiana, seven one two nine four. And I have that here. If someone wants to text me to get it, I'll send it back to you. Terry, thanks for taking the time and congratulations on a wonderful book. I'm really enjoying my copy and uh, hope to see you soon. If we ever have another LOWA conference again, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, it may well, be delayed, you, but they're always fun. Uh, thank, thank you, you for and tell me. tell Carol hello. Bye. All right, Terry Jones, author of the book called Louisiana Pastimes. Check it out, Amazon.com. You can find it there. All right, coming back right after this, Mike Gallo joins us. We're going to get a fishing report from his neck of the woods. Uh, spillway opening into Lake Pontchartrain via the Bonnie Carry. And he's dealt with that before. We'll see what his plans are right now. Coming back after this, it's Mike Gallo time on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, so you're out there socially distanced fishing and uh, all by yourself and you're way far from home and the engine breaks down on you. What do you do? Who are you going to call? Well, you call Sito. 
They give you that peace of mind. They'll bring you fuel if that's the problem. Tow you in 24-7 if necessary. Jumpstart you. They are prepared to rescue you. They're like AAA on the water. I strongly suggest you give uh, our good friend uh, a call over at 504-301-4545 or com, and Christian will fix you all up. They also the sponsor of the Mike Gallo Fishing Report. He joins us now. And, Mike, we got the news. The Lake Pontchartrain is going to be getting and receiving some muddy fresh water from the Mississippi River via the Bonnie Carey Spillway. Third year in a row, they're predicting it's not going to be as lengthy and not as much water will be put in. Uh, how are you prepared to deal with that? You've become a veteran, as we all have, of dealing with these spillway openings on a regular basis. Well, that water won't actually get to the bridges where we do the majority of our fishing this time of the year for about three weeks. Uh, it can be a good thing if you think of it that way. I mean, it's obviously going to save people from having their homes flooded, and that's a good thing. But as far as the fishing goes, it may confine the fish and move them eastward. And um, in two weeks or so, when they the lake is smaller, in other words, the water that the trout want to be in is a smaller area, they may be more confined along the bridges and we may have a little spike in production of catching them as long as we have some good weather. So we may see a, a little bump in uh, production of catching them over on the east side by the bridges. But as that water does creep past the bridges and, you know, through the Wrigley's, it'll sort of spell the end of fishing for the foreseeable time because they generally leave by June anyway, to go spawn in saltier water. So we should have a little spike temporarily, but it'll it'll knock out the trout fishing. Now, there's a lot of other species that are not spawning this time of the year, and um, it's not going to affect them. Redfish, flounders, speckled trout, sheephead, we'll probably see more freshwater catfish uh, move into the area with that water coming through the Mississippi River. So if you're strictly a trout fisherman, it's certainly going to be um, aggravating and a nuisance, and you'll have to work around it. Um, if you uh, go out and, you know, wet a line, catch what you can, fishermen, there'll still be some fish along the bridges and in Lake Pontchartrain by the grass beds and, you know, the Pontchartrain Basin. Mike, this uh, along with this river water comes – a, a, a spike in freshwater species. I mean, there are people now who are actually targeting freshwater catfish and, and black bass and other species in places that they never fished from before. How much is that added to your trips that you make? Uh, do you do you kind of just still regard them as bycatch, or do you actually focus on them when they're there and the customers are happy with them? Well, it depends on the clientele, Don. Um, you know, for, for my first 15 years of guiding, I probably didn't catch 50 bass in total. And now I can target them and almost catch 50 in a day. So, it, and it does it does matter, um, the clientele, if you got some children on board, some kids on board. Um, and I ask those questions when I'm talking it over with the client the night before because I put all those options together where I want to go and how I want to pursue whatever they're after. Uh, you know, when they're after redfish, I try to make it out to the Biloxi Marsh. 
if we got some inclement weather and they don't really care what we catch, then I can head towards the marsh over by Bayou B Avenue along the intercoastal waterway. And that marsh has a lot of bass in it, and there's also a few redfish in that area. So, I don't, you know, if the weather's bad and I can't get across Lake Bourne safely, then that's the area I'm going to target, or even down to Mistigo and along that marsh. That's all protected water, gives me lots of options. So if someone has traveled, you know, a long distance, meeting family, friends, and want to go do some fishing and their first choice was redfish, I can give them an option of more bass and some redfish and still make the trip happen. If someone's a hardcore trout fisherman, if someone were a hardcore trout fisherman and they wanted to, and their trip was set for, say, early May, and they specifically wanted to learn the bouncing plastic technique along the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain, then that trip would probably be rescheduled into the fall because we may not see trout in early May at the bridges with the opening of the spillway. Mm-hmm. You got a plan this morning? Well, I had a trip scheduled this morning, and it happened to be a nurse, and she called me midweek and said uh, she didn't think it was a good idea that she went fishing. She's kind of working quite a bit. You know, her schedule's pretty hectic and didn't want to contaminate anyone or be contaminated, and obviously we all understand that. So uh, I'm probably going to be working on my dock some today. Yeah, well, she's to be recognized for the hero she is all of those folks that are on those front lines in in this war. Mike, thanks for the report as always. Uh, They can find you on my website. Simply go to DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Look under our fishing guide section. You'll see Mike there. You can also check him out at AAofLA.com. And, Mike, since you're working on the dock, you're going to have a phone close by if they want to call you. Sure, I'll have a phone close by, and you can reach me at 985-781-7811. All righty. Thank you, Mike. And uh, we'll keep up to date on the progress of this river water as it creeps uh, closer and closer to the Slidell area. Thanks for your report, Mike, as always. And we'll see you next week. All right, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right. Coming up next, it's time for the Paddler's Report. Yeah, that's one way to stay socially distant, get in a kayak and uh, head for the remote spots. Brendan Bayard's got a few to suggest. If you're headed out fishing this spring weekend, we're back to do the Paddler's Report, brought to you by Massey's Outfitters. Right after this, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Uh, Light's getting a little uh, brighter on the eastern horizon. Almost turkey time for you lucky guys and girls out there. I'll join you tomorrow. Hopefully I can get the beady-eyed bird. He's been taunting me for years. All right, it's time for our paddlers slash peddlers report. We do it in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, wonderful organization, and it is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters, where you'll find them in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge. Got some of the best fishing models of kayaks from Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can see it all, everything they've got, at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook. And one of our two field reporters is Brendan Bayard. He joins us now. Brendan, good morning. And for paddlers that want to get out and do some fishing and take their mind off of this pandemic and be safe doing it, let's give them some spots. Let's start out west and work our way east. What do the reports look like for the weekend? Yeah, uh, West Cove is doing pretty well. Uh, Mixed bag of uh, trout, flounder, and uh, reds. Water's been the saltiest over there, so that's kind of like the safest bet. If you just want to go fill the ice chest with
whatever you can catch. Uh, the marsh is open right there at the uh, the refuge, so that's a nice little place to put in. If the uh, if the wind gets a little up and you want to tuck out of it, uh, but otherwise, uh, the east bank has been given some some decent reports on trout, uh, depending on the wind. Uh, but uh, pretty, pretty solid. So uh, if you want to get out there and just kind of uh, work your way down the bank on that east bank, uh, south of Commissary, they've been catching some nice trout. Uh, it's kind of one of those patterns where you just go and, until you find the bait, kind of work that area a little while, and then you'll go, and then you won't see any bait for a while, and then you'll, you'll slowly see some and then just kind of work that area. Uh, it's kind of hunting and pecking, but uh, some decent fish being caught right now. Any other places you can suggest? Uh, heading back this way, I'm I'm in Leeville today. Uh, water's a little bit low, but uh, they've been catching nice trout over here. Uh, the Bayou Coast is having a little redfish tournament, so I'm sure guys are up and down uh, all these highways right now fishing for redfish up in Basons and Golden Meadow. Um, there is uh, pretty decent catches being made right now. A lot of the bigger trout are actually coming from some of these upper estuaries right now, the the Basons, the Golden Meadow, the uh, Delacro, the Reggio, those kind of areas where they're not quite to the sh- to the uh, coastline yet, but they're still kind of gorging up in the marsh where the bait fish kind of tends to be uh, at, at its uh, most right now. And, uh, you know, hunting and pecking a little bit, but the fish you do find are pretty nice. So uh, I've seen a couple of five-pounders, a six-pounder this week, so... A lot of people catching some nice fish in the uh, upper estuaries, if you will. Uh, best bet for freshwater fishing. I was down in Lake Verret out of a Tacopal Landing, and let me tell you what, the Sakalay fishing has been off the charts there. Uh, we happened to be there early and, and caught some nice ones, but it was pretty tough. But I understand later that afternoon the bite turned on and people loaded up. So if somebody's got a kayak and they'd like to go try to catch some bass, and, of course, the brim are getting ready to spawn and are spawning in some areas, what can you suggest for them? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people catching some nice, uh, nice bass and tra- uh, and crappie on on uh, little poppers and and uh, working those top waters and then going and, and fishing some of those uh, deeper ledges. Uh, you, you'll see uh, there's a couple of lakes around here in town that I'll I'll hit during the week just to get a break. And uh, I've seen uh, crappie, uh, you know, on the banks where I can almost see them, and then and then the bass, you know. Uh, getting out of that spawn period but uh you know just a uh, good time to be out there catching those fish i haven't been doing too much freshwater i've been just kind of taking what uh what i'm given uh you know with work and the, and the crazy schedule of, of operating a, a business with the whole zoom meeting uh you know online kind of stuff that we're all transitioning to right now but uh as soon as as soon as that weekend uh whistle blows i'm uh, getting the kids out of the house and we're uh, taking a break from the homeschool and then getting down here and enjoying ourselves so pretty great activity to still be able to do and i i suggest anybody who can uh, get out here and, and take advantage of it if you want to take a break in a safe way right brendan have you ever done any what they call dock shooting it's a technique for uh, what, freshwater fishing uh, i'm not sure what that that means well, I'll tell you what, watch an upcoming edition of Bayou Wild. I was fishing with one of the best dock shooters I've ever met. His name is Blaine Salter, and you got to have the right equipment. But, uh, you know, sometimes, in, in fact, they were using a live scope where you can actually see the fish. It's an incredible device. And they gang up underneath the center of docks, and you can't cast up underneath there. 
but you can almost it's a, it's a slingshot type thing but you're using a special rod and, and reel for it and it's very very effective and i think the kayakers will go crazy over it anyway check it out and let me know what you think about it yeah that sounds very interesting i'm always uh looking for uh you know kind of hidden knowledge and and ways to up your fishing game so that sounds right up my alley i'll check that out yeah and in a kayak, you're already low to the water, so it's a, even a better advantage than fishing from a, a bay boat or a flat boat or even a bass boat. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate your reports as always. Good luck to you and the boys, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. Bye. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters and a member of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Coming back after this, you know what time it is. Yeah, we never run out of bad boys, even during pandemics. This guy was turkey hunting, and depending on how you look at it, he was either hunting a week too early or just one day early, but 37 years too late. I'll explain coming back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I just heard a little while ago from uh, Robbie Campo, one of our field reporters. He said he still has a few shrimp down at the Campos, but if you're headed down to Fish St. Bernard Parish, he suggests stopping at one of the bait shops on Parish Road, up the road, as they say, either Bait Incorporated or Friendly Fisherman. Those, both of those locations have uh, lots of live shrimp. All right, bad boys of the outdoors. Got a pretty unique story on an illegal turkey hunter. Coming back after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement agents cited a deritter man for an alleged turkey hunting violation on Friday, March 27th in Beauregard Parish. Agents got a tip, as so many of our bad boy the outdoors cases originate, that Azel Ott was turkey hunting in deritter. The agents went to Ott's residence to question him, where he admitted to turkey hunting that morning, Friday, March 27th, and was cited for hunting turkey during a closed season, which brings up to a $950 fine and a possible 120 days in jail. Now, turkey season doesn't open statewide until right about now, one half hour before sunrise, unless you were 15 years of age or younger, and then as a youth you could have hunted on March 28th, last Saturday, as part of the youth hunting days. But that still would have been one day too early and 37 years too late for 53-year-old Azel Ott III of DeRitter, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. All right, you turkey hunters, I can't remind you enough times, and uh, Chris Burzah would like me to mention this again as he's been doing on social media. If you're going to be turkey hunting, follow the regs. Tag that turkey. you got everybody in Louisiana that's a turkey hunter has to have tags, no matter your age or what type of license you have. Then you have to validate it on the website or call it in once you make the kill. You can't leave the kill site until you put the tag on the bird. It's very important not only to be legal, but it also provides data to better manage our turkey populations and get a good estimate of what's out there. And i got to tell you, I'm getting reports from all over that birds have been gobbling like crazy. There's a lot of turkeys out there. We may be in for one of our better seasons in the past several years. All right, we'll be right back after this and talk to Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, and find out what fishing during a pandemic a p- pandemic is like for the guys down there. Back with his report after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
Yeah, no shrimp for him. I'm talking about Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures in Plaquemines Parish. And, boy, Ryan, I'm looking at a beautiful pink sky out the window here at St. Hubert's Cathedral. Going to be a good turkey hunting morning and a pretty still morning for fishermen to get out. Uh, any of you guys been over to the Breton or Chandelier area? I know it's a little bit of a run for you guys, but, boy, i got to think that would be it today to be the ticket. No, no, we haven't been. They shut the lodges down in Plaquemines Parish, so... There's not much for us to do. Uh, we're uh, we're quarantined. <laughs> so I've been kind of hanging around Grand Ridge, cutting trees, and doing a lot of birding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, well, the you fish know, are there. How... Go ahead, Don. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you you know, birding, you mentioned that. that is, you know, that is one of the most popular outdoor activities in this country. It's, it's hard to get a, a gauge because they don't require any licensing or permitting or anything like that. And just a, a very small percentage of people who are into birding uh, actually belong to any organized clubs and groups. But I think you've actually had some people come down there and charter you to take them out because we have got a plethora of bird life all along the Gulf Coast. Yeah, on the east side of the river in the wintertime, we have 184 species, which is more species than any quadrant in Louisiana. But I did a blog day before yesterday on, on just that. Instead of taking your kids riding around to look for bears in the window, start birding. Get your uh, birds <laughs> of the North America book and, and get your children and sit in the yard and have a good time and write down every bird you see and how many of them and identify the species, learn the calls. I mean, it's so much more interesting and, and it's fun to do. It really is. Like right now, you know, I've got about 50 black belly squealers sitting in front of me eating the corn that I put out for them and I have more dropping out the sky right now. So I'm good with that. And I have a bird feeder right here and I have cardinals and you know, every kind of wren and finch and sparrow they got coming all day, every day. I got doves. Uh, you know, I'm sitting on the lake that uh, I just finished building, and I got uh, gravel beds I put for spawning, and the brim was just bedded up everywhere. And it's, it's only had water for two weeks, and I got a big old brim just bedded everywhere. And there's just, you know, you just got to turn to nature in times like this, and it it take your stress level down so much. I mean, you know, it's kind of carefree, and you kind of forget about getting on Zoom to do a meeting or, or your kids on in school. It, you know, it ties you up and, and keeps your mind occupied. It, it really helps out. Yeah, you're in a place, if you got to be quarantined, doesn't sound like it's too bad of a place to be. And, uh, yeah, I had uh, a, a lost count. I counted 23 wood ducks came back into my pond day before yesterday. I actually took a little one-man pop-up blind and got basically right on top of them. And I can't tell you, I spent an hour and a half watching those wood ducks, and I learned more about wood duck behavior and the way they, they communicate with each other than I have in my whole lifetime in an hour and a half of observing them and listening to them and watching what they do and then trying to say, you know, that makes sense. That's why they do what they do. It's incredible how fascinating bird watching can be and then when i was down in lake verrett this week there were bald eagles flying around those anahinga diving birds and uh, martha even commented she says i've seen more birds this morning than any other time in my life and and you hear them too i hear them in your background right there i know it's like they come in they, they it's so cool to watch them come diving in uh you know and then it was a ruby-throated hummingbird just right there but you know uh it's 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 a fun thing to do and and I do eco tours I do birding tours you know when we're when we're operational but uh, how did you like the dock shooting did you like that 
Oh, man, that was incredible. You've done that? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 man. when I went to Alabama the other day and to learn about the live scope, that's what we were doing. Doc Shooting and I have a, you know, one of those small uh, spinning reels to do it with. And, you know, we we did it back when in the days when we bass fish. You know, some guys pitched, some guys shot. But some of those in a, in a kayak, it would really be good because you're so low to the water already. But yeah, and you're right on top of it. it. You could actually put your rod to... under the dock in a oh, kayak, yeah. you know? And shoot it all you know, Jeff Brule, Jeff Brule, he skips the bait. You know, he like you yeah. skip a rock. He does that with the bait right. and skips it underneath the dock. I've seen him do it 20 feet. But this dock oh, yeah. shooting is just incredible. And, you know, as long as I've been fishing, I've never thought about that. But Blaine Salter's got the perfect rig for it. He sells it. It's one of those, uh, like a Zebco spinning reel with the cover over it. And it got a big trigger on it. So you hold the trigger down, you bend oh, you yeah, grab the yeah, bait with your one. finger, and you bend the rod. And, man, you just shoot it up underneath that dock. And the biggest sockle I caught all day was on that dock method. Now, we fish, you know, some of the cypress knees and, and sunken trees and structure like you do there. But I, and that live scope, that is Isn't an that incredible piece of equipment. It really is. It I really have four is. of them. <laughs> <laughs> after, after I went, I bought four of them, dude. I, mean, I can see why. You wait, wait. I'm going to perfect it on our fishing, and then I, we'll go and we'll have a good time with that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's next crazy trip we go. Good. Yeah, we'll use it. I can tell you what, that really can help a fly fishing trip. You know, when the water's a little oh. too murky or too much ripple to spot them, man, that'll do the job for you. It's going to help any kind of fishing trip, I would imagine. If you can see the fish, you know, it's. <laughs> they might outlaw it. It's so good. <laughs> well, you know, but we had cases where we could see the fish, and uh, and Dustin Boudreaux, who is one of the crappie master fishes, he was putting it basically on their nose. You could see the bait. You can yeah. see your bait going in oh, front of you, and doubt. they just, oh, yeah. they just ignore it. They ignore it. So it's not like the fish don't have a chance. They still got a bite. No, they still got a bite. But what it they does is you don't waste time. You don't waste time in non-productive water. That's the big part. That's of it. exactly you know right. There's no that's fish exactly there. right. Yeah. It's an incredible piece of equipment. I'm going to say that's the biggest breakthrough in fishing technology, maybe known to man. Without a doubt. It really is. Without a doubt. That, that, and the the fact that you can go fishing. (laughs) I can't wait to get back (laughs) on the water. I'm missing my fishing bad, but we got, we have mom at the house right now, so I really have to stay close and watch who I'm around. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. You you can't bring that kind of stuff home, but. Hey, uh, what you're doing is good for the soul. Relaxing, taking it easy, and spending time with the family—that's that's, that's yeah, what our I, life is all about. Don't get no better. Yeah, in Grand Ridge out here, there's so many families enjoying it because it's like a big park. It really is, and and, and you forget what family life was about because we're always so busy. But right now, people are out with their kids walking and biking and fishing and guys playing golf. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to be in in this kind of situation. Everybody is pretty occupied and. Here comes another drove. Get ready, Don. There's six of them. Get the mails. <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. Great talking with you as always. We'll catch up with you next week and uh, enjoy All right. When time. this is over, we'll be back to it, guys. So just yes, you know, go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and you check us out. And when this is over, we'll get back with it. Good time to make plans for the future. Thanks again. We appreciate your report. All right, Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Coming back after that. Wow, it's time to wrap it up. Good luck to all you turkey hunters. I'll be joining you tomorrow. In fact, when we come back, let's do it again, uh, Doug. Let's let them listen to that B-52 
beady-eyed bird and honor the turkey season. Back with the beady-eyed one after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Please allow me to introduce myself. I am a beady-eyed bird known by many names. I am reason unhinged, creator of despair. I am that which sets your pulse to race and your blood to boil. It's in my name, Don, you abandon family and responsibility. My name, you deprive yourself of rest. And for what purpose? To match wits with a beady-eyed bird. But there's no contest, because I am an escape artist, a master of survival, one attuned to an environment of peril. Raccoons, coyotes, owls, hawks, these Don, oh, they're my real enemies. But you, <laughs> you are nothing but child's play. You don't think I hear you talking through me through wood, reed, or slate. Sometimes you sound so seductive, I must investigate. But I know you, and I know you, Don, better than you know yourself. So I have you wait, and wait, and wait. For you are not patient creatures. I watch, and you move, and I am gone. True words, never spoken, uh, that, uh, yes, we are impatient creatures, and it's a test of patience and stamina and uh, a lot of things. Turkey hunting, by far, toughest game animal on the North American continent. All right, uh, I'll be getting him tomorrow. I'll take care of him. But for now, let's get back to our text message, open season on turkeys. I guess Nancy Pelosi better keep herself out of Louisiana, huh? Okay. That's what they say. Another one says your guests are talking about Chris Macaluso discussing uh, the Queen Bess Island restoration is very well informed, based in science. We now know the key to successful coastal restoration and uh, land building is the use of a specific matrix of heavy river sand. Look good to me. Uh, here's one that says my rumor mongering bro-in-law is telling everyone they've outlawed fishing in Florida. Kindly give me the truth to use a stop for him. I cannot tell you whether they have or not. I would be really surprised if they just outlawed the activity of fishing. Certainly some areas could be closed. Another is on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Boat ramps are being closed. Do you know if a Highway 90 Pearl River ramp in Louisiana will remain open? Uh, Yes, that launch is open. Here's one that says, uh, sitting outside watching the sun come up, about to throw a brisket on the smoker and do a little fishing. That's from Bo. And another says... Uh, Terry's books sound like they're similar to the enjoyable works of Buddy Stahl. Boy, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Another unique New Orleans personality, broadcast and uh, publicist. He says he'll check it out. All right, seems like saltwater fishing been on a decline the last few years. What can we do? This opening, talking about the spillway, is going to finish off the newly developing oysters. Hope not, Bo. Uh, Here's one. uh, What is the address for an autographed copy of Terry Jones' book, Louisiana Pastimes? I will text that to you as soon as I get off the air, so stand by. I'll have that for you. Uh, Another one says, if you want to learn more about market hunting, pick up the Outlaw Gunner 
by Harry Walsh. Covers Chesapeake Bay, North Carolina. Justin, the duck guy, he's in the office working through the midst of the pandemic. All right, that's about going to wrap it up. Uh, Sorry, no more outdoors uh, from 7 to 9. That is temporarily on furlough until we get more assistance as far as engineers. But uh, thanks to to Doug Christian engineering this one for us. And we'll be back here again, Lord willing, next Saturday morning, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. with the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. I'll leave you with this thought. When you go to bed tonight, remember this has been one more day in getting closer to getting through this tough time. See you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.